Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I just love talking to people who live outside the box, and today's guest fits that description perfectly. This week's episode features watercolorist Andrea England. Andrea lives with her husband on an ever-moving sailboat, adventuring all over the world. (laughs) She combines her love of the water with her art business by creating original watercolor pieces and prints. She also diversifies her income by offering painting and sketching classes on top of all the fun watercolor stuff. And I hope this interview inspires you to dig deep into what you are truly interested in and then take action on it. Andrea is proof that you can make money through art the unconventional way, even with a number of obstacles in the way, such as a lack of Wi-Fi because she lives on a boat. (laughs) She's still making it happen. And uh, it's just so fun to talk to people who are doing things a little bit differently. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Andrea England. Hello, I am here with Andrea England, and I'm so impressed with your setup, just seeing the water in the background and the trees, and you're on your sailboat. Like, what's, give me your background story. I'm so intrigued with everything. Yeah, so welcome aboard. This is Ireland Prism. She's my home and floating studio. My husband's father built her. She's 40 years old this year. She launched back in 82. When he passed away, my husband bought her. He then decided to sail around the world, as you do. So when he was sailing across the Pacific Ocean, that's where we met. I was living in New Zealand at the time. We met on the island of Tonga, and he followed me home. And a lot of adventures and ocean sailing (laughs) followed, which accumulated in finally getting back to Canada, where we now live, and I paint. (laughs) So do you live on your sailboat primarily? Yes, yeah, we are full-time liverboards. So this is home 12 months of the year. We're based in Victoria, BC for the winter months, and then for four or five months each summer, we leave the city and head out cruising. So uh, yeah, we're currently, we're slowly working our way up the inside passage. Oh my gosh. You guys are living the dream, the independent dream. And you're doing art all like, how, how did art come in with this? I started sketching back in 2013. My husband and I were on our honeymoon. So having the boat, we decided we were going to do things in style. So we sailed from New Zealand up through Southeast Asia, as far as Thailand. And then my dad was sick, so we flew back to England, which is where I'm from originally, to visit my family. Um, I ended up going through all my sort of high school portfolio, paintings and sketches that I'd done back then. And mum was like, you know, I can't believe you're not sketching anymore. You know, you need to pick up your paints. So she sent me back to meet the boat in Malaysia with sketchbooks and my old watercolors and everything. So, yeah, I picked up the habit there of kind of journaling every day drawing where we were, drawing the anchorages, the animals that we saw. And then when we got back to New Zealand and I went back to my job as a teacher, you know, I tried to then pick that up as a regular practice. So when we left New Zealand again in 2017 to come back across the Pacific to Vancouver Island, I kept up the sketchbook practice as we went. So as well as photos, I had all these travel journals. Then when we got here, decided to have a go at putting some art 
into some shows, was blown away to actually get accepted, and things kind of grew from there. <laughs> is that how you primarily make sales, is putting your art in shows? Not these days, no. Since the pandemic especially, it's mostly been online. I do still have artwork and shows. You know, it's great to get out there and actually have things seen in person and on the wall. But uh, yeah, mostly an online business, which is awesome. It means it can come with me. Yes. Okay. So mostly Instagram or? Yeah, largely Instagram. Yes. I have my own website, but uh, Instagram sort of how I've made a lot of my connections. That's amazing. So you have a very specific style like based on how you live. And I, I love that because it's all just a reflection of who you are. And so you, you basically mostly stick between in that style. Do you get a lot of commissions that people asking for that? Do people ask for other things? How does that work? If I'm doing a commission, then yes, I like it to be in my style. It's what most people want and what draws them to me. And before I take on a commission, you know, I like to know that it's achievable and I can make my my client happy. So yeah, they tend to <laughs> tend to be sticking with that style normally. I get a lot of sort of ocean scenes, landscapes, people who have cabins by lakes and by the sea do those as well, sailboats. Oh, I love it. And they're finding you online and you're you're traveling. So whenever you're away traveling, how does this logistically work? Because my business brain is is kicking in. So they message you on Instagram and they talk about maybe what they want. You give them a price. You paint it on your sailboat, which is constantly moving. <laughs> and so do you ever have and, and then you ship it. So I'm, I'm curious of those last two parts. So is it you're pretty accustomed to just painting on your sailboat? Do you have an easel? Do you mostly have a desk? Or how, how does that work logistically? Yeah, I work on a table mostly. You know, with being a watercolorist, that's pretty practical. I wouldn't have space. It's a 36-foot boat, so I wouldn't have room for a full-size easel. A table easel might work. So, yeah, I'm used to painting on the boat. The biggest logistical challenge, depending on where we are, can be A, internet access, and B, access to shore, things like post offices. I was shipping a, a painting the other day, and we went ashore to the post office, and they only had one size of box. You know, <laughs> So I ended up having to pay extra for shipping for this painting because the box is a few inches each diameter bigger than it should be. So, you know, there are occasional stumbling blocks like that but yeah when someone takes on a commission you know I just have to be very clear that you know it tends to be a lengthy window in order to just give myself time to do it or they need I have to set up in advance whether there are tight deadlines so I can make sure that I'm somewhere where there is reception and so I can send them images backwards and forwards to actually get it done. Okay. Yeah. So all these artists out there hearing this, and if you're complaining today that you're not sure how to ship or do things, there are other logistical problems that we could be <laughs> having. So, and just the access to internet. Yeah. That, that's a huge one to be able to respond to them and communicate. And so we love to talk about money here at the Artist Academy. And how do you price things? Like what do you have like a tier system about what range do you usually do commissions? Do you sell prints? Yep, I price by size. So I use linear pricing, sort of adding the width and the height. And then I have a multiplier, which I think is 14 at the moment, which then sort of takes me up in, to about 16 by 20. And then above that, I'm then you know just multiplying the width by the height. And I think I have a 1.5 multiplier for that at the moment. 
And then I will add on framing. I don't normally sell pieces framed online. Again, it's another logistical issue. So sometimes I mount the pieces on wood. Those are relatively straightforward to, to store. You know, I varnish them and then that means customers don't have to frame them if they don't want to. Otherwise, I ship on paper because logistically it's easier for me to keep as well as you know, substantially reducing the, the shipping costs. I do sell prints. They tend to be, I'll open up my print shop a few times a year. So I then ask people, you know, that lets me give a wider range of sizes that people can choose from. And I ask people to pre-order them, you know, so everything is done kind of on a custom basis. They choose the size from the selection and then I will get them printed, which then gives a two or three week turnaround you know, from them putting the order in but then means I can kind of go, okay, I'm going to set aside this week for packing up and shipping prints. I have a wonderful local printer. She's also an independent artist who invested in this beautiful printer. So she's done all the training and knows the stuff. So she prints for me. So it's lovely kind of being able to work with a friend like that. That takes a lot of the uncertainty away from the print process as well, knowing that I pre-sold everything. I'll then have a few extra to keep in inventory and take to gift shops and things. You know, there are a few places that carry my prints and artwork, but it saves that, you know, <laughs> trying to work out which designs are going to be popular. What sizes do I need to get plenty of? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you started out doing shows and now you do commissions and sell prints and you have your prints in different shops, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So how successful is that? Like, do you get maybe like a order or two a week when you have them in different shops or how is that? Yeah, it really depends on the shop. There's been a new place open up downtown in Victoria and everything there is going great guns. Um, that's going to start, it looks like it's going to start being a, a major part of my income. Just with the location, they get a lot of the tourist and cruise ship traffic. So my art lends itself to that kind of audience, which is fantastic. I think there's been a lot more interest in kind of shopping local recently, you know, and handmade has become more elevated over the last few years. You know, it's not your grandmother's tea cozies anymore. Yeah, there's another couple of great locations where I will get a few card sales a week, you know, a couple of prints. So it all adds up. The other places are less successful. So then it depends on how that works out overall, what kind of commission they're taking as to whether we sort of stay in that relationship with them stocking my things or uh, yeah, whether we move on and I'm just not the right fit for that place. Okay. How did you get it in those shops? Did you just go knocking on their door? Did you send them an Instagram message? How did that start? Some of them had online, well, actually put out calls for artists. So I submitted one spot came as a recommendation I'd actually been in a show and the lady running the art center where the show was said oh you know you should really go to Willow and Wallflower you know it's this gorgeous gift shop in Port Moody your stuff would be perfect so I walked through the door you know I've been sort of practicing my spiel in my head and she clocked the fact that I had bubble wrap full of paintings and she actually asked to see what I had so <laughs> I didn't need to use my little spiel and it's worked really well and we've been a great fit together <laughs> That's so great. So I want to hear some stories. Your adventures. I am very adventurous as well. And so I just, I love to hear stories. Anything that's happened, it's maybe art related or not. There's a, a story, you know, which was a huge turning point when we got here in 2018. I was on the West Coast and I'd been sketching this 
beautiful walk called the Wild Pacific Trail. It's a day hike and in the Ucloa area, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I think I did it three or four times, you know, filled pages and pages and pages of my sketchbook. And I was sat back in the cockpit of the boat, and, you know, one of the scenes I loved so much, I decided to paint. So I'm just sat there in the cockpit painting. And this couple walked past and, you know, asked what I'm doing. So I, I show them. They gave me lovely feedback about it. And then the woman came back, you know, snuck back an hour later. You know, the paint wasn't dry yet, but uh, sneakily arranged to purchase it. And, yeah, that was my first sale, <laughs> you know, from the, from the cockpit of the boat here in Canada. And that was kind of what then gave me the gumption, I guess, to then go, okay, well, you know, maybe there's something, maybe I've got something here. And then applied for, for shows and things, which is where everything started. Oh, I love that. I love hearing that too, because I feel like whenever you're supposed to do something or there's like a path you are best to fit to walk in life, like there's like these little bits of luck that come in and just like help push you in the right direction. And I'm so glad that that happened. And now, and now look, <laughs> Any other adventure stories? It doesn't even need to be art related. Just like where, I mean, you've been so many places. Yeah. To get here, we sailed across the South Pacific and that, you know, just art wise and experience wise was absolutely incredible. We had Bastille Day on this beautiful little island called Ahe a few years ago. Everyone there spoke French. So I was sort of bringing out my, <laughs> my rusty secondary school French speaking. And they invited us to come ashore and, you know, join them for the celebration. So, you know, they had this big parade and then everybody stood up and sang the Marseillaise. And then they had this feast after. And we were sort of on the periphery and, you know, there was someone there playing the guitar. You know, so I was just drawing some of the people in the crowd, just trying to be very unobtrusive. And yeah, and they clocked what I was doing. And you know, this guy sort of tapped me on the shoulder and I thought, oh no, you know, I hoped he wasn't going to be offended, but he was holding his baby and asked me to sketch his little girl, you know, so I did a drawing, you know, and ripped it out of my sketchbook. And then it ended up, the day ended up with me under this tree with this queue of people all bringing their children, you know, and I'm not a portrait artist, <laughs> but it was just this lovely way in the end, you know, being part of this festival and I think yeah I must have drawn every child in the village but it was it's absolutely wonderful <laughs> oh wow that's so great and that's just a it's a point to you know when you put yourself in an opportunity and just seeing what comes of it rather than you know sitting at home and not, like never leaving leaving the art studio I think what you're doing is so many you know you're putting yourself out there for so many opportunities to happen and I'm sure I can't even imagine all the amazing people that you're meeting and being connected with just because anytime we travel it's the people you meet are half of the experience because you just you like it's it takes a certain kind of person to go out and do something like what you're doing or even go on any kind of vacation really outside of the all-inclusive resorts <laughs> but so what kind of connections have you made in in your travels yeah it's been a great way of meeting people you make connections with the locals especially you know small places one of the wonderful things about being on the boat is we get to visit places where you know they don't necessarily get many visitors so yeah you know sometimes they give us such a warm welcome you know and people are so generous and happy to show us around tell us about their town and where they live you know when you get to 
experience a bit of their way of life. It can be a, a wonderful eye opener in so many ways, you know, when you kind of get out of that all inclusive experience. And then the sailing community, you know, there's all the other sailors that you meet who have come from all over the world. You kind of come together, you know, maybe you're in the same route for a little while or you might just spend a few days with each other. But it's a, a great opportunity to get to know people, find out people's stories. Yeah. And yeah. just have that have that interaction that you wouldn't have staying in Canada or staying wherever. Yeah. Just the, the different points of views I found and the different ways people live. It's eye-opening to just get out of the norm. Like I, I live in Missouri in the Midwest and things are pretty like standard of, you know, what you do every day, like nine to five and all of the stuff. And just getting out and traveling is one of the things that really helped open my eyes to, oh, wow, there's other possibilities for things that you can do with life. Yeah. This is the podcast all about art and business and all of the things. Do you have any business tips for artists that are maybe up and coming that are trying to make it full time? Perseverance, I think, has been a big key. There's that degree of luck. You know, there are definitely those moments where the universe goes, hey, this is something you should be doing and, and gives you those hints. But it's also, you know, just, just keeping showing up, whether it's turning up to the easel at, or table in my case, you know, and having a go at painting on the days you don't really feel like it or, you know, keeping trying different things with Instagram reels to find out what actually sticks or, you know, just <laughs> keeping posting, you know, trying different forms of social media to find out what fits you. There's so much out there, but just keeping turning up with something, working at it, playing, being willing to learn about it. You will build things eventually. I think sometimes, you know, we can look at these success stories, you know, and be told that, oh yeah, you know, you can have a six-figure business in a year. And I'm sure that's true for some people. I have a, a business that supports my lifestyle. It's not six figures yet, but it's taken time and energy and effort and showing up. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I feel like it's such a long game. We all love what we do. So why not be in it for the long game and just have some patience? <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing is just looking at ways to diversify as well. For me, yes, commissions make up a small part of my business, but you know they're not necessarily my favorite thing to do. I love making something special for somebody, but I'm very project orientated and I love being able to dive into something and really immerse myself, you know, and the back and forth of commissions I find can kind of get in the way of my momentum. So, you know, I found for me actually for the sustainable, you know, making my business something that can keep growing, you know, things like online teaching has worked really well. I was a teacher in my former life. So I have that skill. I really enjoy teaching online and that's been a great extra string of revenue took a bit of figuring out to find out how I could make prints work for me but getting that down pat has been brilliant as well so oh yeah, tell so me I, all about what you teach online do you teach painting or teach yes yep I have a couple of pre-made online classes again because of the boat and the fact our internet access can come and go you know sort of having a sort of membership wouldn't work so well I would hate to have people kind of signing up and paying and then not be able to access you know <laughs> access me for a month. So yeah, I have a, a pre-recorded watercolor class, which is how to paint watercolor coastlines. So we sort of go step by step from sort of, you know, mixing greens and painting trees to different techniques for water. You know, and the idea is to sort of help people. They can paint like me if they want to, but I teach a variety of techniques. So, you know, it's how to paint like them. And then I have uh, travel sketching in the wild, which is how to keep a sketchbook on the go. Sketching is sort of at the heart of my art practice. So 
it's ideas for a beginners and b more experienced artists but who maybe have a studio practice and are nervous about taking it outside i've taught a couple of classes with etcher with art toolkit as well which have been more sort of demonstrating follow along with me kind of things oh wow yeah so you're doing just a little bit of everything say someone wants to purchase one of your classes how does that work where do they go yeah so they're on my website i have a classroom uh, courses section on my website that people can go and check out so it has all the information there and the links to the the courses in their various places i put together some sort of free ebooks as well to give people a bit of a taster and a, and a and a free source of information a for the watercolors and b for the travel sketching so they're housed on that uh, courses page as well do you have tutorials on how to sail? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but you might be on something. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, that that's awesome! I love that you're you're just taking your interests and you're integrating it into your life and like with teaching and with painting and traveling and all the things. It's just it's it's admirable and interesting and you're somebody that I am going to enjoy following for years and seeing because you just never know where somebody like you is going to end up I always meet people and I meet them in a different country and we chat over dinner or something and or or like like this and then in five years they're like oh yeah I I just decided to move to the arctic for a couple years you you know just switching it up (laughs) oh I feel like that I mean I feel like, like sailboat life suits you, but it's still, you're, you're mobile. You're, you're not sure. I, I don't know where you're going next. So you, you mentioned that you were doing videos and whatnot. How, so how are you growing your social media on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube or? Yeah. Instagram is definitely the big place for me at the moment. I have a YouTube channel. I don't post on it regularly enough to really be able to get a lot of traction. So that's mostly there to host videos that are then put on my blog. So people can then watch them through my blog page and they can follow me on YouTube if if they want to or join the newsletter to access everything from the blog. Yeah, I have a basic presence on Facebook. I don't find that that kind of goes as far as it used to. But, you know, there are still a lot of people on Facebook who haven't migrated to Instagram. So it's worth having. And I have my Instagram posts set up. So, you know, they then cross post to Facebook. So it's other than replying to extra comments, it's not a lot of extra work. And I've just the other week tried dipping my toe into TikTok for the first time, you know, which is a really good way of reusing everything I'm filming for reels. So um, yeah, I have everything on the camera. And then it's just a case of, you know, uploading it and adding new text. Yeah. So again, you know, it's a new way to access a different audience and it's just ways of kind of repurposing the content that I'm making in one place so I'm yeah. not yeah yeah and as you're talking I'm literally thinking oh yeah I forgot that YouTube has these things called YouTube shorts now and I'm like mm. oh yeah I could be posting my Instagram reels and my TikTok videos to YouTube shorts and I, I literally made a note just now I'm like okay I'm going to look into this a little bit more as soon as we get off of this and but you're right yeah repurposing all the mm. things and keeping an open mind and yeah. doing doing all of the stuff I found out Pinterest has video pins now as well so again I don't post on Pinterest as often as I should but occasionally I'm taking some of the quick tutorial videos and adding them as 
tutorial pins, you know, <laughs> it's just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> yes. I feel like you would be very successful in some of the travel groups that I'm in. I'm in this one group called Girls Love Travel. And uh-huh. I feel like if you just posted a couple of things of like, I live on a sailboat, I'm traveling, there. this is the art that I do. And just like post that, I think that would be that because I'm finding right now that so I... I'm doing a lot of nursery murals and I'm posting mm-hmm. in, face, in Facebook groups for nursery murals. And those are working out really well. I'm just like, this is the nursery mural I did. And then moms are like, I want a rainbow painted in my nursery. <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah, I'm like, ooh, your content would be just superb <laughs> in those travel groups. Are you in travel groups? I assume. Yeah, no, not really. Not anymore. So that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll send you a link to a couple to, to my favorite yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love your murals. They are gorgeous. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I try hard. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what is your typical work day like? What do you do during, like you wake up and paint, wake up and do videos? What's, what's it like? My Instagram audience tends to be most active in the morning. So I get up and the first thing I do has to be to post whatever content I, <laughs> I got ready, you know, the, the week before. It's not really how I'd like to start my morning, but it works. Then ideally, I will then paint for a few hours. And if I'm lucky, I either get to paint all day or when we're out sailing, you know, I'll then spend half a, a day out with my sketchbook gathering ideas, gathering photos, exploring and getting inspiration. Otherwise, that then becomes sort of the computer time, you know, if I have things to do on my website or um, photography on the boat can be a challenge, you know, so sometimes I just have to scrap my plans on a day like today. Everything's too bright when it's raining um, because I have to take most of my photos outside to get enough light. So yeah, sometimes it's just the right amount of overcast and it's not raining. So I have to kind of push all my plans to one side so I can take pictures. Uh, You just go with the flow. I feel like that's, that's just your life. You're just going with the flow and doing, doing it all. (laughs) How many pieces of paper or sketchbooks or pencils have you lost overboard? Only one brush. Unfortunately, it was a colleague <laughs> table, but only one brush. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to hear that because I'm just looking at that water feet from you <laughs> and like, oh, wow. <laughs> so that's good to know. Okay. That's all I had for today. Thank you so much for coming on. If, if you want to leave us with a little, any kind of advice for artists, like mostly like thinking back to when you were just starting out, like the advice that you would want to hear now that you know what you know? Practice, 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 practice. Sometimes it's going to suck and that's okay. That's a learning experience. Sometimes you're going to love it and that is absolutely wonderful. But just, yeah, keep turning up, keep playing, ignore all the other voices and your inner critic, do what you enjoy and, and, and just keep doing it and you get there. Do what you enjoy. I love that. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and connecting and everything. And I look forward to seeing your future travels. Thank you again. Thank you. It's been great to talk to you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Artist Academy podcast. And if you like hearing interviews just like this in your ear, if they inspire you, then I want to encourage you to go download the audible version of my new book, mural money. It's a condensed version of basically all of the best of the best tips given here on the podcast from guests, plus my own words of wisdom to help you get started in any art industry. 
plus stories of some hard lessons learned that I have never told before. You can pick up a copy at muralmoney.com. And again, I highly recommend the Audible version. I put a lot of tender love and care to make sure the Audible was extra special. It had some extra goodness in there. And it's really for any artist, but especially those wanting to make a profit from a paintbrush. Muralmoney.com. That's it. I'll see you next week.